great to be with you this morning, and um, I'm just going to talk very briefly for a, a few minutes, and then for most of this morning, you'll see that we've got these lovely chairs here. I'm actually going to interview James and Lynn, um, and then what's going to happen is, yeah, woohoo! I'll give you, you can, I'll give them a proper, a proper hyped kind of welcome uh, in a bit. But um, um, oh yeah, and then at around sort of five to twelve, something like that. What we're going to actually do is we're going to get all the kids and all the youth back in. And the last little bit of our service is going to be all together. Just around midday, it's going to take three or four minutes. And we're going to for properly commission James and Lynn and everybody else who's part of Servant Vineyard. And we're going to pray, them, pray for them together before we have some barbecue and stuff. The kids, seem, the kids seem to think that's at quarter two. Right, we better go quickly. Okay. Um, so um, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks. Can you put the first slide up for me? Thanks. Um, a series we've been calling Gather to Go. You know, as we've started to meet back in the building for services regularly, um, and particularly with our kids and youth groups up and running again, we have taken this opportunity during September to look at just what we do and why we do what we do, the whole purpose of gathering, of being church together like this, because obviously we haven't had the chance to do that over the last 18 months or so. Um, I was uh, looking at one church's video, and, and um, in fact, it's Manchester Vineyard, and they've got their first service this morning, um, and, and Paul came up on a little video, and he said, this is the first time we've been, been able to gather in the building for 78 weeks. Wow. And when you say it like that, it sounds like a long time, doesn't it? Um, but as you know, um, as William Temple said, and I quoted this last week, the church exists primarily for the sake of those who are still outside it. And so many things happen in and around the church community, um, um, but it, essentially we aren't just here for ourselves. We're not just here to sort of look inward and have a great time, even though we can now gather like this. Actually, this is about looking out. And you know, as I said, many things happen in around the church community, but there's really one key reason, and that's our, our sort of whole aim, our whole purpose um, is around being, making, becoming and making disciples of Jesus. Or another word that we've been using is apprentices. That's just not just believing facts about Jesus, but actually entering into a long-term relationship with him, which is a following, a student, like a student's or follower's following a teacher or a master or an expert. And John Mark Comer says it this way, which I can't think of a better way to express it, learning the way of Jesus, learning to do life the way he does. And that's all encapsulated in this verse. And the message version, I think, puts it really beautifully. Are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. I think that's a key phrase there. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Uh, keep com- I won't lay anything heavy on you. Keep company with me. You'll learn to live freely. Now, you could summarize this with two phrases. We often use these phrases around here. The first one is, come as you are. Everybody is welcome, regardless of background, experience, culture, or race, or anything, really. If you're serious about looking into Jesus, about wanting to find out more about him, then whoever you are and wherever you've come from, whatever your background, you are welcome here. And the second phrase that probably encapsulates this is, come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Because we, as a church community, are trying to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. We're looking to Jesus for the answers to life. We're taking his teaching seriously. We're building habits and practices into our lives that he modeled and taught 
uh, which help us to do these things. And when you look at this practically, everything we do then comes under one of these three headings. You see, apprentices have three goals for their master. They, first of all, they just need to be with their master. Then they need to become like the master, or Jesus in this case, and then they need to learn to do the things he did. And so we've been looking at this over the past couple of weeks. First of all, being with Jesus, simply prioritizing to spend time with him. We looked at the vine and the branches. We talked about investing in our connection. What does that look like practically? Um, you know, here's some headings um, that we might be looking at over the next, well, I don't know, 10, 20 years probably. Uh, what does being with Jesus look like? It looks like Perhaps silence and solitude, this is what Jesus did. Sabbath, prayer and worship and fasting and reading the Bible. Those are the kinds of things that we do specifically so that we can be spending time with Jesus, investing in our connection. Last week we talked about becoming like Jesus, about that whole journey of what it means to walk with me and work with me, about a journey of spiritual formation. And I read this paragraph um, being, which I think comes from John Mark Comer, being like Jesus means being anxiety-free, stress-free, not in a hurry, having power over the demonic, having power to heal the sick, not racked with lust and greed, content with food and the clothing I have, not interested in possessions and stuff and lifestyle, finding it easy to love my enemy, not hate them, never jealous or greedy or selfish about anything, about in any situation, in every situation, aiming to be the most emotionally present and the most mature person in the room. Anybody got there yet? Because if you have, I'd like to learn from you because I haven't. But um, another way that you could say this, as Paul sometimes uses this phrase, is systematically reorganizing our lives to become more like Jesus. And when you break that down into sort of topics and, and themes and what, it, what does the way of Jesus look like in terms of becoming like him, then you look at things like dealing with your past and discovering our identity and learning to forgive and being community. We start that, um, we start a whole new series on being community um, the week after next. Simple living, um, embracing grief and loss and developing rule of life. In other words, allowing ourselves to become part of a group of people who are willing to be vulnerable and accountable um, in order to grow and change and become more like Jesus. We'll take a deep dive into that community thing in a couple of weeks' time. And then the third thing is to do the things that Jesus did. Becoming more like Jesus means learning to do everything that he did. Jesus' ministry, as I said, didn't, wasn't for the religious institutions. It never stayed within the church buildings. It was always meant for the wider world. It was always meant for everyday people. Jesus' vision for kingdom renewal is not just, believe it or not, about Winchester Vineyard or for any other church in Winchester or anywhere else. It's for the people who live around here, who don't yet know him, and particularly those who might be hurting or broken or struggling or in some way in need. And when Jesus called his disciples, oh, sorry, when Jesus called his disciples together, um, this is written right at the end of the, the book of Matthew, he said to them this, he said, and this is called the Great Commission, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and now I'm giving it to you. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you to do. And surely I am with you. So Jesus' command to his disciples was, you've been with me, now go. You've been with me, now go. Go and make disciples. Go and teach them the way of Jesus. Go and baptize people. Go and teach them everything I've taught you. 
And so back to our opening sort of um, slide, we gather to go and to do the things that Jesus did. And according to the gospel accounts, there were a lot of things that Jesus did. The things that Jesus did practically in the world looked like eating and drinking. <laughs> that sounds funny, doesn't it? But it's about who he ate and drink with. And drank with. We'll look into that another day. Prayer and healing the sick and preaching the gospel and teaching the way of Jesus and making peace and doing justice and prophesying and speaking the word of God and standing up against religious and political corruption. If you are looking for a job description for the things that Jesus' followers are meant to do, it's here. This is an active life. This is something we've been called to do, to make a difference in the world, wherever we are, whatever our influence is, whether, it's, whether we're one or two people in an office, whether we're somebody in a company or an organization who has a lot of um, influence, whether we're just somebody in our family, whether we're in the playground, wherever we are, we are called to make a difference. These aren't the things that leaders do. Not just leaders. These aren't just the things that evangelists do or pastors do or special people do or qualified people do or experts do. As John Mumford used to say, if you've got a pulse and you're a Christian, you're called to do this stuff. Anyone who wants to apprentice to Jesus gets to do this. And we around here have always believed that. We firmly believe in the priesthood of all believers. Everyone gets to play. And we'll be unpacking that over the next few years. But one particular way in which we as a part of the Vineyard family of churches are called to do this is by planting new churches. We are part of a family that has about 150 or so expressions of church, be they churches, church plants, sites, communities, meeting all over the place, most of them this morning, I would imagine, or in some way at the moment. One this, this is what we do. And today, as we've said, is a really special day because today we get to commission a brand new church plant. And today we're commissioning James and Lynn to lead the Solent Vineyard. You know, church planting, the process of what we call church planting, sort of began in the New Testament with the Apostle Paul. It's the model that we see, and it's been going on ever since. This church, Winchester Vineyard, was planted by Hugh and Ginny Cryer in 2004. They came out of Southwest London Vineyard. They were commissioned to do this, just like we're going to commission James and Lynn this morning. We only exist because two people, Hugh and Ginny, followed the call of God to plant a new church. Yeah? It's not about the building in fact, there wasn't a building, there wasn't a congregation, just them in their house, gathering a few people, reaching out, starting some small groups. Church planting is in our DNA. It's part of who we are. And we're so excited to be celebrating and, and launching you guys this morning. So I'm going to invite James and Lynn to come and sit here, and we're going to interview them. We're going to hear a bit of their story. Why don't you give them a big cheer as they come up? Get the other mic. Right. First of all, can everyone see you? Can you see them? They're sitting down. You'll have to sit up again now if you want to see things. Okay. Right. Guys, thank you for joining us. Hooray. How exciting. Um, I've, um, I, did, I did tell them what questions we were going to ask them, okay, just to give them a chance to... Um... So, James and Lynn, tell us how you became... First, just tell us a little bit about how you came to know Jesus and how you came to be in the vineyard in the first place. Just give us a bit of your backstory. Um, so I, I grew up um, with Christian mum and dad, which is a huge privilege. So I can't actually remember a time when I didn't know God or believe in him. 
Um, but I do remember I went away to a... Uh, so I grew up as a good Anglican. Yay, Anglicans. Um, <coughs> okay. <sighs> Tough car. Um, so, uh, um, so I... Uh, yeah, I, I went away on a cipher youth camp thing. I think I was about 14, something like that. And uh, the gospel was explained over the course of that week. And I felt at the end, okay, I actually need to make a commitment. I need to, I need to pray and invite Jesus in. So that was the first time I kind of remember, okay, yeah, I've, I've, I've done something significant and, uh, and, and uh, accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And yeah, I've carried on ever since. Um, just, just, to, just to clarify, uh, there is really nothing special about me. I, 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 I'll let Lynn uh, say that about herself. I don't want to get into that. It would be dangerous territory. Um, so, you know, I, I am I'm as flawed and weak and rubbish as, uh, as, as anyone else. Um, and, uh, you know, my faithfulness to God has gone up and down. But what I can say is that God's faithfulness to me has remained constant and strong. Um, so yeah, credit to him <laughs> that I'm sat here. Um, so yeah, um, and in terms of the vineyard, um, I got uh, I went to Southampton University, met up with Matt Hyam, um, who led Southampton Vineyard for years and years, um, and started that. And uh, yeah, we lived close to each other back home, and St Albans Vineyard had started up at the time. So uh, yeah, he he said to me, let's go to St Albans Vineyard. Um, hi Jim and Kate. Um, so from St Albans, so yeah, we um, um, we yeah we went along there, uh, Chris and Fliss Lane, and yeah, that was my first contact with the vineyard, and been involved or in a vineyard church ever since then, really. Cool, Lynn. Cool, yeah, and I I asked uh, Jesus into my life when I was six. I wanted to be in the super gang that my sisters were in, and the only way of doing that was to say the prayer. <laughs> but I did mean it as well, and um, and then went on at the age of seven uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, came to speaking in tongues, and when I was eight, got baptised and really meant it. And so that was kind of the start of um, me remembering my journey with Jesus. Um, and in terms of the vineyard, um, went along to Riverside when I was at uni. My cousins were there, and. Um, yeah, went from there to uh, then Portsmouth Vineyard, Mercy Vineyard, and then here. So we've kind of been around some church plants as well as um, some bigger churches as well. So. Brilliant. Tick off, tick off the list of the vineyard churches. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Tell us a little bit about how the call... I know that you've, uh, we are officially launching you today and commissioning you, but this is an ongoing project, and you didn't just start this week. Um, tell us a little bit about the call to plant Solent Vineyard, how that came about and how you got started and what's been going on so far. Um, so I think, the, I think the calling journey's been a little bit different for, for me and Lynn. Um, uh, so I think it's, you know, it's, been a, it's been a long process. I've had a number of words from different people at different times, quite, some, some quite general about leadership, leadership others quite specific. Um, so it's been a growing sense and, <clears throat> and I think also a growing journey in terms of uh, experience of leading different things. Um, and I think it came to a crunch probably a few years ago when it was time to move house. Um, we just, we'd had Joseph, our house was too small, and um, we kind of like, okay, I think this is time to find somewhere and to, to plant ourselves somewhere where we can then right, start to exercise what we feel God's been talking to us about over, over many years. Um, there was a bit of a blip along the way. Um, I, I think this is, you know, with all things where where we feel God calling us to things, sometimes it can feel very fragile. And then, you know, it's, it's important almost to sort of, to get it out at the right time in a safe place because, uh, you know, um, say it in the wrong circumstances and there can be some knockbacks. 
So, yeah, it's been, uh, it, again, it's, it's not been a, a sort of a constant ramp up. There's been ups and downs along the way. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's, that's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, so even going to Riverside Vineyard, um, I began to think about it because it seemed everyone around you was just going church planting. They were either part of a team or it was being talked about a lot. There were loads of church plants going out at the time. And so even that was, what, 25 years ago or so, it was like, mm, I wonder if one day I'll church plant. And then I remember meeting James and we were still talking, like even when we were dating, it's like, would you church plant? Would you church plant? <laughs> I was like, I needed a yes. So he was like, yeah, one day we might church plant. And um, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> right answer um, and yeah and even it's funny being at Winchester because I remember after getting married we were here actually on a vineyard day and Ellie Mumford was talking about church planting and we were called, uh, you could go forward for church planting um, and we got prayed for and uh, we do remember this slightly differently but I seriously remember being lifted up and just thrown back and Ellie and just in the Holy Spirit and Ellie was going it's, it's like your skittles it's been you've been thrown down like skittles and, um, and she said it's like Joshua marking this time of like putting the stones in the river of when the um, waters had passed through the Jordan so that they could go into the promised land she said we're to remember this point and um, and so it's really quite amazing to be honest to be able to be launched out pretty much in the same spot as where we were thrown back with the Holy spirit of like this is going to happen one day um so it's been quite a long journey and so when we were moving from mercy vineyard to here um we both very very clearly felt that god was saying you're to come here and it's to be stepping stones we're going to watch joe and nigel almost captain the ship for when it would be our turn and i remember james going on right move and it was just like no we're not going to move house to winchester we are we're in southampton and we're going to be very present in coming to church here but we know that one day um we're going to be leading a church um where we are actually in Southampton. And then, like James said, that included them moving within the area of Southampton um, and being quite intentional about that. So, but yeah, it's been a journey, but really good to be here Brilliant. today. That's a great story. All that, almost like the Holy Spirit pushing you back and the rest of us catching up a few years later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about the last, how that's gone and the last few years, how that's got off the ground. Um, tell us maybe if you can, one or two stories about things that you've seen God do. Uh, I don't know if we've got the PowerPoint ready, have we? Look at that. Oh, have you got... Oh, wow. We do need to explain. What? What am I explaining? Uh, well, we were just... Um, we were struggling with photos a bit because a lot of what we've been doing has been... Um, with people not necessarily in the church, and we realised that we had a lot of their children that we then couldn't get the yes from <laughs> to put them on their photos. So it gives a, a part of what we've been doing. Um, but not the whole picture. I, I feel like we've been really intentionally, there's quite a large fringe around us that we love, that part of it is we settled in um, Bassett, and part of that's been making friends with neighbours and um, just reaching out, doing bonfire nights and um, East, every Easter, every Christmas, different once a term, we do something like a messy church or something where kids can come and we talk a bit about Jesus and we try and make it the most fun ever. Um, but also, um, during this time, we've had to be really, really grateful for the people that are coming with us. It's just been so amazing, and most of you are here today. Just really been able to do this with friends and um, journey this together. So I think there's some photos of, like, the Bonnies doing things with, like, the uh, carols in their streets at the same time as us doing, like, fireworks where we were. Um, and there's, yeah, Ruth and Bonnie. Ruth was <laughs> doing lots of stuff in the kitchen. And it's, it's been really amazing to be able to journey with people. And some people have stayed with us and some people have gone on. But there's been a real sense of friendship and that kind of worshipping together, but also intentionally knowing uh, that one day this was going to be um, an actual plant 
that was always the intention. And so in some ways, this is, feels like just another day. This is kind of a continuation of the story. And in other ways, we know this is a significant thing. Of we're, we're being launched out there to go now um, on a new kind of level. Um, do you want to say anything? Or should I tell some stories? Or do you want to? Uh, I'll speak a little bit. So I think the next one shows we, we did a, is it a camping weekend? Is that the next one? Oh, it's, there we go. So uh, we did also, we, a couple of years ago, we had a men's weekend as well. There was a photo of that, but a couple of the chaps had their tops off. So I didn't, you know, I didn't want anyone fainting or uh, gets messy. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we, we just, um, I'm going to talk a, a little bit in our, in our vision bit about, about connectedness and everything. But, yeah, it's just, it's, it's been great journeying this with the guys who are with us and, and building relationships and, and just hanging out and uh, doing all that stuff together. Um, and next one, please. Is it next one? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, sorry. Go forward. We'll go forward. There we go. Hanging with youth. Um, so, yeah, the obligatory fire pit evenings. Um, and then, really exciting, the next one. Uh, so, we've had a few baptisms. So, that's our Libby down the bottom left. And then, very recently, we were doing a special buy one, get one free promotion, which the Browns <laughs> took, took advantage of, where both their, uh, their Jed and Isaac um, got baptised just down via, uh, by Netley. That's the, the one up in the top and then bottom right. Um, yeah, so really exciting just to see our young people actually say, um, yeah, I feel God has, you know, God has got my heart and, and I want to get baptised and make this official. Really, really wonderful uh, to be involved in the privilege of, of them making that commitment and... Uh, and dunking them. So, yeah, some real fantastic highlights with, with that stuff going on. Yeah, and a couple of other stories. We've, um, like I say, just wanting others to be able to encounter God's love for them and know Jesus. So we've had the privilege of helping a couple of people invite Jesus into their lives and journey with them. And that's felt like a real team effort. Um, one of the people had some children, so we've um, tried to love them and show them Jesus and give them Bibles and Nicole had this thing where we all gave prophetic words and chocolate to all the kids and the youth in our group as well as those kind of on the fringe um, and another lady said how that meant so much to her children even though they weren't coming to church at the time and um, so that's that was just incredible and like I so say the youth and the kids are just really passionate that they also get this gets to be their journey that Jesus and his adventure for them and that they know they're loved um, but another thing that's been amazing is some answers to prayer not not all prayers been answered some of it's been really hard but other times there's been some celebration over some jobs that actually we've prayed very specifically uh, for some jobs for some people within the group so um, I quickly texted you earlier saying what is your job Stu because um, <laughs> I knew it was significant and um, and there had been a real point of we, we prayed and there was an answer of he's an inclusion officer goes into 34 different schools and actually helps um, those with special needs and behavioural problems stay within schools and be managed well. And we knew we'd prayed in the first year. He didn't get the job that we thought he was going to get, but a year later he got headhunted for this. And we'd prayed and we knew that there was something coming where he would have influence in the city. Um, the same with Nikki. We remember really specifically praying for her job and that she was, to, um, she was working in charity work as a volunteer but then got given a position of authority in a charity work. And again, we knew we'd prayed and that God was placing people specifically in the city to bring the life and love. And we've got the same for Jeff and Bonnie and um, education. And there's probably more that I've forgotten, but it's been a very specific thing that we really get that it's within the church, but it's also outside the church. Mm. And I know Alan Scottsby, and we speak a lot here about that, uh, to actually people to find their place and their significance um, and really have a major impact, um, whether it's in a particular role in a job or whether it's 
it's at home, but bringing light and love and having impact on, for us, it seems to be education especially, it seems to um, be quite a thing of our church community, um, that it's been a real privilege to be able to see and go, thank you, God, that was you who did that. Mm. You, you put these highly skilled people in their right positions. So. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're sitting here thinking, well, I'm not part of Servant Vineyard, um, that's okay. This stuff can be done anywhere by any time, anytime by anybody. This is just about being intentional about looking outside of the, your house or your church or your community, just wherever our sphere of influence is, and saying, God, what do you want to do? We heard some brilliant stories over the summer from Tom and Tess about Andover and from lots of other people. I know this is something that many of us are involved in doing. We're not all planting a church, um, but today we are, and that's really exciting. So as you can see, this is today is a milestone on the journey. This is where we go public. This is where we launch the name. This is where we say... James and Lynn are going, and we've, Joe and I have walked alongside these guys for a number of years, actually, and just sort of waiting and praying and trying to sort of see what God's doing and wait for the right time, and, and we definitely feel this is the right time between us and the Multiply team from Vineyard UK as well. Um, so tell us a little bit about, before we pray for you, which we're going to do a little bit later, tell us about your vision for Salem Vineyard. Tell us how you see the next year or two going. Tell us what God's been speaking to you about particularly. Um, well, in some ways, the vision is the same. It's, it's really about Jesus. It's about knowing him. It's about his presence. It's his power. We as individuals want to know him more. And as a group and as a team and as a community, we want to know him more. We, we are more than aware that without him, we have nothing. Without him, we've got nothing to share that is of any worth in some ways, that it's all about Jesus. And so we really want to keep that the center, that we put him first in our lives and we help each other do that and we help our children and our kids know that he is for them. Um, and so very much relationship with Jesus, 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 Jesus is the answer almost on all levels. But the, um, from that, I, I, I think this thing about placing is really significant. Noah went for a walk around the garden the other day of seeing like, some stones and some leaves. And he said, everyone is different, mum. And everyone in the church needs to know they really matter. And no one else can do what they do. And, they need to, and they, we really love them. And they need to know that. And he was, kind of, he was doing it, saying it so beautifully. But that thing of um, how do we as a church community help each other know that they really matter and they have significance and they can run with what God's given them. Um, but a real thing as well is, uh, for me, you, you church plant because you want others to know Jesus and have the chance to encounter him. Um, it's, it's an incredible vehicle to do this together, to pray our hearts out and to show his love um, and to enable others know him, to know him. And I suppose uh, the legacy of this, I'd love it if in a few years' time someone comes to us and said, actually, my, my granny or my mum or someone came to know Jesus um, through someone at Solon, and um, that's... And their whole life then is changed, that their chance of becoming a Christian or knowing Jesus has changed. And, um, and, the, and the other thing I just feel God's saying, it's time to grow. It's time. This is time. It's time to do this. And um, it feels like we've been in quite a protective space, almost like a seedlings in a box. And it feels like the lid's coming off and it's time to grow and grow more in Jesus, grow more in knowing him and the power of him and the presence of him, but also grow, grow numerically and in who we are as people and for others to come um, and connect with us. And, and just lastly, I, there was a wrestle in me. Is there space for us to do this? This is a fantastic church, and we have been so grateful to be a part of this and the kindness of you guys. And there's fantastic churches in Southampton too. And I was like, is there a place for us? And I remember Abby White, just before um, she went away, we're, we're still all getting over our youth going to uni. We're kind of like, sorry, I know it's Nicole's daughter. Sorry, I won't go off on that one. We're 
we're feeling that a bit at the moment. Um, but she, um, she said, Lynn, it's like the, God puts the planets in space. There's place for you guys to do this. And it was, um, and everyone, again, it's placed. And so we're not competing, but we, we all need to run with what God's got for us and the power of that. And so, um, but yeah, massive thank you to your kindness. And, and these guys have constantly, and I'm going, sorry, I'll be quick, but have just, Joe and I have constantly just shown us that our friendship and who we are as people really matters. And so whether we were doing this or not, their the friendship has been just really consistent. So we really, really grateful for that. Thank you. Absolutely. Massive thanks. Um, uh, so in terms of vision, um, try and work with me on this. It's still kind of forming in my brain, so just be gracious. Um, I think for me, connectedness is, is massively important. I think, you know, I, I work as a network engineer, um, currently working at Nats, actually, the air traffic control people. So if you were thinking of going on holiday, <laughs> you know, <coughs> maybe think again. Um, so, but, um, we, you know, as, as a network guy, you know, we've never had so much connectivity. We've got loads of connectivity, but actually, have we ever been less connected, you know, to each other, to God, uh, to ourselves even? Um, and, and, and connectedness is what we were designed for, to, to be connected to God, to be connected to each other in a loving, healthy, honest way. And, and, and that's... and, and um, the, the metaphor I, I want to talk about is this sort of garden of healthy connectedness um, where, you know, we're, we're all... It goes back to a lot of what Nigel was saying a couple of weeks ago about being in the vine and all that kind of stuff, the garden analogy. Um, but what, what, I, what I want us to be, what I want Solent Vineyard to be is... And we can't make this happen. We're, you know, we're just going, to go, going along with what we think is God's idea. He's got to make this happen. We, we want to facilitate and nurture a garden of, of healthy connectedness where everyone, you know, where there's lots of different plants, like Lynn was saying, you know, uh, there's, there's uh, not, not only room for variety, but there's a necessity for variety, for everyone to be different, to, to embrace their identity within God and for there to be a, a rich garden of, of variety and beauty and, and purpose and food um, and, and all that kind of good stuff. And, and But um, just to go on the challenging uh, vibe for a moment. I feel to read John 12. It was really good that we sang the, the Wondrous Cross song this morning because I just really felt God lay this on my heart this morning. John 12, 24. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Same, same verse, well, verses 24 and 25 in the message version. It says, listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. In the same way, anyone who holds on to life just as it is destroys that life. But if you let it go, reckless in your love, you'll have it forever, real and eternal. And... You know, we saw the invitation of Jesus up on the screen earlier. Well, if, if any of you are, um, uh, are tired and, and worn out and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. And then you've got Jesus' invitation, you know, come and die. It's like, well, what is this? You know, is this Jesus kind of like going, oh, no, come, it's all good. It's not really. Um, it's not. It's part of the same invitation. The invitation is come and have life. Come and have life. And, and, and the, the weird mystery part of this is in order for us to have the full life that Jesus offers, we have to come and die. Um, the, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was the feeding of the 5,000 because Jesus is very gracious with us and he doesn't sort of come and say, right, that's it. Day one, you've got to lay it all on the ground. 
I want everything now. You know, he, he, he deals with this very gently and, and graciously. And I just thought about the feeding of the 5,000. I love the parable of the feed, uh, sorry, the story of the, the feeding of the 5,000 because it says, you know, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? And I just feel God is, you know, saying to each of us, and he says to me, you know, do you trust me with your lunch? It's, it's like, what, we, want, we want to get to the, do you trust me with your whole life level, but I'm still operating at the lunch level. You know, do you trust me with your lunch? And God is a God of multiplication. And we just want to create this garden of connectedness where people can come along and say, I feel God is asking me to trust me with my lunch. And be in that environment where other people are saying, yeah, I did that. And you know what? It fed 5,000 people and I got my lunch back. Uh, do you see what I mean? It's kind of like, actually, let's do this together. Let's take a risk. Let's see what it is that God's calling us to do. Let's, let's explore what plant God is asking me to be within this garden. And there's going to be uh, an aspect of sacrifice and death in it. But through that, we're going to see God's multiplication and experience his life. So that's the kind of picture, the metaphor that I want to see. And obviously, specifically, that's going to work out in lots of different ways. And I don't want to try and constrain God to say it's going to look like this or it's going to look like that. You know, we just we, we want to see how that unfolds for everyone and all the different colors and shades and smells and everything that works out in. Um, in terms of practical things, we're just going to kind of keep on doing what we're doing at the moment, which is trying to reach out to our neighbors, have fun with our friends and, uh, and meet and spend time worshiping and praying for each other. And hopefully challenging each other, you know, what's in your lunchbox? Do you trust God with it? Is he asking you to, to, to lay it down? So, yeah. Amazing. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. Cool. Isn't that wonderful? Can we all come? <laughs> uh, awkward. <laughs> um, we're kind of slightly running out of time. Are there things that we can pray for specifically for you? Have you got, there, and other than all of that, is there anything else specifically that you want um, to ask us? Well, uh, the one thing that you're already great at uh, is just encouragement. Um, encouragement is so powerful. It really is. There's so much discouragement. There's so much stuff that would have us disqualify ourselves and just like, oh, it's too hard, let's give up. Um, uh, we had an amazing message on WhatsApp sent through to us, um, which was so encouraging. I've listened to it about 10 times. Um, so if you could pray for us and if you feel you've got any words of encouragement for us, please send them over. Um, it, it is so powerful and the enemy would have us believe that, oh, that's stupid. No, don't, don't send that. You know, but it's really important. Um, so yeah, any, any uh, prayers of encouragement, any words of encouragement would be great. Thank you. Yeah, and praying for us as a family and as a team, we, we really are incredibly grateful. Like We've got some such lovely people and friends that we're doing this with that it's just amazing and genuinely just God's been so, so faithful. A few times gone, God, is this really you? you? And he's time and time again, he's given us encouragement and a certainty of like, this is, I'm on this and this is good. But yeah, for our kids, all of our kids to just love Jesus and love him more through this experience than anything else. And I do, I just want to say a really quick thank you to, to you guys at Winvin. You've all been amazing. Just the kindness to you, um, from you to us, just while we've been out there and it feels like we've been quite going for out there and just how you've helped us here and um, and also to family anything we get to do is often because we've got a bit of a team around us helping with the kids and giving them fun and um, and our friends that we're getting to do this with as well we just God's just been really kind to us and we 
we really do want to give him the credit and just say thank you. But we, we really do appreciate it. And you and, and you and Joe have, like I said, just been amazing in this. So thank you, thank you, thank okay. you. We love you awesome. guys. For now, thank you, James and Lynn. Why don't you give them a cheer? <laughs> Keep talking. Um, so this, this, is what, this is what we're going to do. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to go and um, get your kids in just a second. Uh, you need to go and sign them out from upstairs or from the back and then uh, bring them back here. Um, and then when everybody's... So the rest of us, you can just chat amongst yourselves for a couple of minutes. Uh, when everybody's back, I'm going to invite everybody who feels themselves to be part of Solent Vineyard to come and stand at the front. And we are going to... We have some words to read and some, and some prayers to pray. Um, even some of you now, as you've been listening to James and Lynn talk, are getting a sense that God might be giving you something for them to share or for their church. And we, you are not going to have time in this bit that we do next f to come and pray that over them necessarily. You might, but you're not necessarily going to. So I just want to encourage anybody from anywhere, if you feel like God is giving you something, a word of encouragement, get it down, either on a voice memo or write it down um, so that you can share it with them afterwards. If you have got kids in any of the children's groups, perhaps you could just go now and um, sign them out and bring them back here and um, encourage the children's leaders. Everyone else just talk amongst yourselves for a couple of moments and when everybody's back, we will pray together. Well done, God. And it's brilliant to have you back with us, um, children and young people. It's a bit unusual, isn't it, to come back a bit unusual to come back into the main hall again at the end of the service but today is a really really special day and we're really keen that you're part of it you may have heard but you may not that today we're launching out a brand new church so we have Winchester Vineyard here that we've come to on Sunday mornings but James and Lynn and their family and the team who are with them have been working on starting a new church and today is like the birthday of the church it's called Soul and Vineyard Church. And what we're doing is we're just going to say some promises in front of God and we're going to pray for them as they go. And so that's really important for all of us as the church family to be part of. So thank you. It won't take very long. Um, and this is how we're going to do it, okay? Um, James and Lynn, I'd love you to come and stand here. And anybody else who is part of Soul and Vineyard, I'd love you to come and stand alongside them, okay? Spread out along the front, plenty of space. Doesn't matter how old you are. Some of them, are, some of you are younger. Some of you are older. Spread right out, guys. Spread right out. Uh, no, not yet. Brilliant. And uh, you can you can bunch up for now. It's fine. I'd actually like you all to look at me first. Turn this way. Okay. Okay. All of you. Sorry. Um, and this isn't just for them. This is for everybody here. Okay. What we are doing here is uh, we are recognising. God's call on James and Lynn as the leaders, on this new church, and actually on all of us, to three things. The three things to do. One is to worship, one is to service, and one is to mission, okay? And so we're going to do this in three sections, and Joe's going to read a little bit, a little verse from the, from the Bible on each section, and then I'm going to ask all of, all of you, and all of us, if you want to join in with this, and I'm going to say, will you be faithful to this call? And you answer, we will. All right? You do that. You do that. 
Then I'm going to ask James and Lynn a really specific question. Will you lead these people to do this? They will answer, we will. It's a bit like a wedding, but not quite as intense, okay? Um, and we're going to do that for each... Oh, and the words are going to come up. So the first one will... The, each each session, section will come up so you can see what we're saying and what we're doing, okay? Um, and then at the end of that, I'm going to invite them to turn around and I'm going to invite some of you to come and just start to... You guys need to spread out for this. You might even need to go down the aisles or whatever. Um, and we're just going to come and we're going to pray for you, okay? And at that point, if you know these people, if you've been part of their story, if you have a word of encouragement, it's going to be a bit of a free-for-all, okay? If you're going to get really close, you might want to put a mask on. Just saying. But it's okay. Whatever. Just let's be aware of COVID rules. Okay? Is that all right? Yeah. Is everybody ready? Contestants, are you ready? <laughs> Gladiators, are you ready? Okay, so first of all, I'm going to ask a question to James and Lynn. Um, James and Lynn, do you believe that God has called you to serve him as the leaders of this brand new Solent Vineyard Church? We, we do. do. Brilliant. The Bible teaches that leaders are called to lead and keep watch over God's people and must give account for their actions. They must encourage God's people to work as a community together with their leaders to extend God's kingdom. And so as leaders and as people, and to be honest, all of us, we are going to commit ourselves to the things that God is calling us to do. And so the first thing is to worship. So every day it tells us in Acts, the disciples continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. And so my, prayer, my question is to God's people in Solent Vineyard, in Winchester, it's the privilege and joy of God's people to join together regularly to worship him, to learn from him, to be built up in the faith. Will each of you be faithful to God's call to meet together in this way? We will. And, and then I'm going to address James and then really specifically, James and then will you lead the Lord's people in worship, faithfully teach them from the Bible and encourage them to live lives of holiness and worship wherever they may be? We will. Awesome. Part one, tick, done. Okay. So the next bit is about how God calls us to serve one another. And in Ephesians 4, it tells us about that. And it says, to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. That means that he gave it out. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ, that's all of us, may be built up. So as God's people in this church, in Solent Vineyard, in Winchester Vineyard, will you commit yourselves to serve one another in love and build up the body of Christ in this place? Will you? We will. James and Lynn, will you with servant hearts lead God's people in Solent Vineyard, encouraging every person to grow in the Christian life, discovering them Discovering and using the gifts God has given them. And will you encourage them to love one another in the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace? We will. Cool. And we've already heard about that and your heart for that and your vision for that, which is wonderful. And then the last thing is about God's call to mission. And there are a couple of verses from the Bible. And it says this, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And then in Matthew, we've heard this already, Jesus said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore go 
and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Now, God's people are called to share the good news of Jesus in the world. So my question is to God's people, will you, through prayer and the things you say and do, take all opportunities to witness to the living Lord Jesus so that others may come to know him? The answer is we will. (laughs) By the way, we're not phased about noise or kids or anything. Don't let that be a worry. Um, James and Lynn, will you lead God's people and Solent Vineyard in sharing his love and his power in the communities where they live, in your city and in beyond? We will. Amazing. Right, so now I would like to say this. As leaders of Winchester Vineyard Church, it's our privilege, it's our pleasure to commission you to lead God's people as you plant Solent Vineyard. I want to ask you guys to turn around and spread out, and are we going to pray for you? Okay. And I'm going to invite you to... um, Just close your eyes and open your hands and just to receive the Holy Spirit, okay? And we just want to say over James and him first, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and strengthen you with all the grace and wisdom you need to fulfill his calling in this place. And for those of you who are part of Solent Vineyard, may the Holy Spirit descend on you. May you know his power and his love. May you know the call of God to be part of this community, to worship together, to serve together, and to reach out. We bless you guys. And if you know some of these people, why don't you start to come up and start to pray for them? If you want to come and lay hands on one of these folks, come come and get involved, okay? Come and get involved. And you guys, can you just spread out a little bit more? Go that way. Keep going. Spread out a little bit more so there's plenty of space around you. Come and just start to lay hands on these folks. And just, and as I said before, if you feel like God gives you a specific word for one of them or for them or for the church, then just make a note of it. Write it down. Come on, Winchester Vineyard, there's, there's more of you to come. Come and, come and lay hands. Come and bless what God is doing. Come and equip, pray for God to equip and bless what he's doing here. All of these people are people who've said yes to what God is doing in this community, and we pray God's blessing on you. Kids, young people, you can be part of this. There's plenty of opportunity. If one of your friends is here, We know, that, uh, we know that it's not very far away. We know that our youth are going to be doing intertwining and doing bits and bobs together. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. Bless them. 